0: And we're live. Hey
1: y'all.
0: What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Dylan Talkstone Weekly q- QA. Uh, we're gonna answer your questions, we're gonna answer questions from Patreon, and then we're gonna talk about what is in the title of this video. Um, because we got a bunch of stuff tonight, but one of the subjects that came from you is why don't you like squires or epiphones? Like that's a real question. So, uh, let's get into it. And here we are. What's going on everybody? So, um, yeah, so we're just checking on a couple of things because um, it's not coming live on Facebook. I don't know why that's not working. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is? Okay, good. So uh, we should be live everywhere. We're trying a new thing. We're actually streaming on Facebook also tonight on our Dylan Talks on Facebook page. So we're kind of giving that a shot as well. Um, a few things that we want to talk about before we get going. Uh... Well, I don't know. What do we want to talk about first? I guess let's uh, chat about... Well, I guess we should just get straight into the the comments, the questions, because these questions are then going to bring up some other things that I don't don't want to miss. Before we get started, I don't know if Don is here tonight, but... I haven't seen him yet. I haven't seen him. I saw him on Instagram earlier. Uh, He recommended that we try this here single malt scotch whiskey and so this is what we used the super chats from last week to go and buy is this right here so we could give it a shot and i actually did on my instagram the other night a live video because i've been doing live videos on instagram lately i did a live like tasting notes while i played guitar thing so that might be actually a thing that I do from now on is chat about that stuff on the old grams. So um, I just want to mention that before we get before we get started. Hey to everybody that's here. Jeff's here. Fat Philosopher's here from Japan. Gary's here. Braden, sorry if I miss anybody. Dennis. Uh, as more and more people get on. So uh thanks for thanks for coming to hang out and make sure you say hi down in the chats. And we are doing uh Facebook and YouTube at the same time. You can both comment and we can comment back and etc. We will stop what we're doing for super chats though, because as always, you get priority when you do that. So uh yeah, man. Awesome. So one of the things, um well, let's just get into these questions because it'll it's going to open up a whole nother can of worms let me just say that uh charles is got the first question from patreon so you can ask ask questions over on patreon uh throughout the week and then i make sure that i feature them here during the live that's what we do uh how long do you leave a telly pickup in the wax to wax pot one that's a pretty cool question um basically what i do there's a there's a bunch of different ways to do this but basically i just do it until the pickup is hot enough to shed all the wax which is shorter than normal most people wax pot pickups all the way until there's like zero bubbles coming out but i've played around a lot with it and i um my watch is distracting me we're gonna have to take this off well, i've got crypto notifications coming from twitter and then i think i've got from the facebook feed that we're doing it's blowing my watch up so i apologize for the distraction so um yeah so i think what i do is i just get it until the pickup's all the way hot because honestly i don't like the coil to become 100 percent saturated with wax if you ever cut any of my pickups apart you'll see that the wax doesn't go all the way to the middle um I use wax potting more to fix any loose parts in the pickup so that they don't cause squealing, but I want the coil to be as loose as possible still. So I don't actually, I don't actually do that very much, not very much. And the hotter the wax is the better cause the faster that happens. The problem is you can't get hotter than about 145 degrees uh, cause you don't want to exceed the flash point of paraffin or beeswax. And you also don't want to melt humbucker bobbins and stuff, which I have done. So, you know, you get the whole thing all done and then you leave it in there for 30 seconds too long and the bobbin melts and ruins the pickup. So, you know, can't have that. Uh, let's see. Zoltan says, is Dylan Toxtone red trademark protected yet? So the reason he's asking this video, and this is why I figured there. This question, I figured we would just. Uh, I did this week, and we're gonna we're gonna talk more about the counterfeit guitars here in a few minutes. I did the counterfeit video, and then you all got in the comments, and you're like, "Hey, what about?" Because I did offer to make a video about it too. What about licensing? How can you make a Fender? body, but you can't make a Gibson body. How come you can get in trouble for making a Gibson peghead, but you don't get in trouble for making a uh, Fender peghead? How does licensing work? How does all of this legality stuff work? And is it a trademark? Is it a patent? Do they ever expire? Like there's all kinds of questions with this. So what I did, I'll tell you the story now, is I literally... I was researching the video, cause typically I just do tons of research and I try to be as accurate as possible and make sure that my sources are good and aren't some crazy Facebook article or something, right? And just make sure that my sources are really good on this stuff. But I knew that this was more complicated than normal and it, I wanted to get it right because it's like legal stuff. So in my doing my research, I found the attorney. Who, um, the the attorney, there are attorneys who know this stuff, but then there's the guy who, if there has been a lawsuit about guitar stuff for the last 30 years, um, he's been in the room. Like this guy is the guy, this guy, let's just say that for the hour long interview that he gave me for free, there is no way I could have afforded it. We could not have paid for it with the amount of pickups that we sold in a month. I mean, this guy is wicked expensive. I emailed him on a Sunday night, just saying maybe sometime during the week he'd get back to me. He emailed me Sunday night at 1130 and was like, I totally want to do this. There's so much misinformation on the internet. We, it's a good thing that you're doing to set the story straight. So we have the video is a little bit longer than normal it comes out this coming monday but it's already on patreon right now so you can go um to patreon wait that's instagram you can go uh to oh it's just <laughs> slow polite. yeah it's a little slow you can go to patreon.com slash tone right now and you can watch that interview and then i also posted because it was i only used about like oh you didn't
1: that's funny i
0: i used about 17 or 18 minutes or so of this interview but the interview was almost an hour long so there's a whole bunch of bonus material that didn't make the video so you can watch that too and it's the lowest tier on it's the lowest tier on Patreon, so you don't have to spend a bunch of money or anything, but it's really good. Um, oh, also, if you're a YouTube member, you can hit the little member button down there. You can join down there, and then I'll make sure that you see that as well. So, we do
1: have um, a super chat before uh, oh, you go on. We do. Super chat from Jeff Childs.
0: Right on, Jeff. Hey, I love Epiphones and Squires. I own four Epiphones and two Squires. Am I sick or what? No, you're not. Uh, we're gonna get into why I put this. This is all related. This video that I shot that's coming out on Monday, the video that I shot last week, this is all related to this conversation. So we're gonna Thanks, dig Jeff. yeah, thank you so much for the super chat, Jeff. We're gonna dig more deeply into your uh, you know into your issues. We're going to dig more deeply into your issues. Uh, let's get through a couple more of these questions from Patreon. We have two or three more, I think. Uh, Jeff says, say I have an Esquire body, but I want to put a humbucker in place of the already existing bridge single coil. Is the cavity for a humbucker larger than the cavity for a Tele bridge single coil? I'd love to not have to cover it with a custom pick guard or some other trim. If I decide to route out for a humbucker, humbuckers are bigger. They, um, do require a different route and you do need to do it carefully so that here was what the problem is. Believe it or not, it's the other way around. the the Telecaster bridge pickup because of the angle that it's in there. If you don't do it perfectly, if you don't do it just right. So you kind of have to mock it up a couple times and check it. The bottom of the pickup route for the Telecaster bridge can show out from underneath the humbucker route. You would think it would be the other way around, but it's, it's not, it can be done. I have done it. We do, we have a video on doing it. Um, but there is a bridge, um i'll try to find the bridge and post a link to it um in the video i might not be able to it took me it was really hard to find the bridge that i used in the video that we did a couple years ago but i'll see if i can find a link to one that will work and then you'll have to it won't be expensive it's just something you can get on ebay and then then you can at least get the bridge line it up on the guitar and make sure that it's right for what you're about to do um. Yeah.
1: I think you have another super chat. You do.
0: Oh, we do. Okay. Doug Cook. Have you done a video on how to test a pickup to see which leads for north and south coils? Could you do a short video on this? I have done this video. I could just tell you how to do it really fast if you want. Um, it sounds crazy, but here's what you can do.
1: Thanks Doug, by the way.
0: Yeah. Thank you for the super chat. Okay, Doug, here's what you can do. Take a, like a driver like this with a socket on it. Okay. And then you just go over to the, the pickup in question. Um, the bobbin of the pickup in question and you hook up the pickup to a multimeter. Okay. It's super simple. You just hook it up to a multimeter. And then you take this and then you just move it back and forth over the top of the pickup really fast. And here's what'll happen is um, it will create a voltage because that's what a pickup does. When you put metal over it string, you go like this and it creates a voltage does it create a negative DC, uh, AC voltage, negative swinging AC voltage or a positive swinging AC voltage? You look on your meter and you just go like this and it'll go negative and then it'll go back. It'll whichever way it goes first, that's one way. And then the other coil, you go like this and it'll go the other way. Do You understand what I'm saying? So if you have four wires sticking out, you just grab two random wires, and you go like this. And if, if you have continuity through the coil, let's say it's a green wire and, uh, let's say it's a green wire and a red wire. Okay. You know, you have one of the coils because you can measure resistance on it, but you don't know which one is which you go like this over the top of the pickup. The multimeter swings negative. You go like this over the top of the other coil, that one swings positive, And then now you know which way is which. And it doesn't really matter which way is which as long as you wire them the same way on both pickups. So if you go over to your other pickup, let's say you have two different brands of pickup, right? Like you just got a bunch of stuff in a drawer and you just pull a bunch of stuff out and you're putting a guitar together. And you say, okay, well, this pickup, when I put it on the slug side and go like this, it swings negative first. When I use this pickup and go like this, it swings positive first. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let me switch the wires and try it again until you can get both screw coils to go the same way and you can get both slug coils to go the same way i will do a video about it because this is kind of hard to visualize me just telling you but that's basically the process Um, it works really well actually if you have like an old school multimeter with a needle Um, it actually works better than a digital multimeter so if you have an old school uh, needle multimeter then, cause what'll happen is when you move the metal over the top of the pickup, the needle will actually move one way and the needle will actually move the other way. And it's easier to see, um, then like, oh, did it go negative first or did it go positive first? Cause it happens kind of fast on a digital multimeter. So
1: Somebody anyway, said maybe it's a silly question, but can you use a compass for North South?
0: So you can use a compass for North South, but that doesn't fix or you can use one of these. Um, let's see. You can use one of these Shatten uh, polarity checkers. So this has got a little magnet in it and it's got black on one side and white on the other, and it's negative and positive. And you put it on the edge of a humbucker magnet like this. I don't know if you'll be able to see that or not, but black is up so that is uh south the other edge see the magnet flipped over and now it's white um so now it's north this is what i use but that doesn't fix that only fix that only tells you magnetic polarity as far as electrical phase goes do you have your wires hooked up correctly that's where the metal over the pickup And simulating it, making a voltage and seeing which way the voltage swings first. Those are both great questions. They go together perfectly. That's, that's awesome. Thanks, Doug, for the super chat. I appreciate that very much. Um, yeah, I mean, a basic polarity checker does work like a, but don't forget that a compass is going to be backwards because it's gonna, um, like South's are like two South magnets are going to repel each other. So if you put your compass up to your pickup and the north magnet goes to it, then the magnet in the pickup is actually south because remember it sucks to the opposite and it pushes to the similar. Like this is basic elementary school stuff, but just don't don't forget that because if our brains are like, oh, the north went broop, so it must be north. No, it's actually south. So just remember that, like don't get that part mixed up if you're using a compass um yeah those are awesome questions that's that stuff's fun uh let's see brett has another question and this is more this is this is from um he's a youtube member and so he actually asked it on our post on our youtube community uh deal
1: can we interrupt this message for a super chat and come back to brett we
0: can come back to brett
1: Adam Roan. Adam Roan.
0: thanks Adam. Can you wax pot pickups in a guitar that originally never had? Assuming the pickups are good oh. and it doesn't need rewinding, hope you have a great night. Thank you Adam for the super chat, I appreciate this. So, um, yes, you can wax pot anything. I mean, um, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I haven't put it in a vlog lately. Oh, well, I kind of did. I did put it in a vlog lately. It reminds me. I need to run to Hobby Lobby tomorrow because I'm running low on wax. You just go to Hobby Lobby or whatever, and you just grab um, a bar of that Hobby Wax for like six bucks. And I have a literally like nine ninety nine one-quart crock pot that I put on low and I melt the wax into it and I have a small, it's small so that it heats up more quickly because it takes a long time to heat up. It takes like 45 minutes or an hour to heat up to working. And then um, once you have it heated up, then you can wax pot it. You just really have to be careful that you don't overheat the wax and burn your house down because paraffin wax is flammable. Um, I used to work with this girl. Um,
1: you lost me at work.
0: Well, Just okay, so she was my secretary, and she <laughs> That's
1: working with somebody. Right. That was so
0: she was awesome. I like people don't work for me; they work with me. That's how I've I've always been. Anyway, she was like six four. Jeez yeah and she showed me behind the shop one day how to how to blow paraffin Hmm. so like do the lamp oil thing and then like that and like blow flames Mm -hmm. yeah it's the same stuff i'm only telling you that because paraffin is flammable (laughs) and it will smoke first and then it will spontaneously burst into flames (laughs) so you really got to be careful with it that typically happens at a higher temperature but i'm just saying if you burn your house down it's not my fault i warned you
1: thanks again adam yes Oops. all right you have a super chat still
0: oh we do another one
1: i mean not a super chat uh you gotta finish oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah no i was on. going back over there yep thank I you i
1: apologize for interrupting no, question, no no no
0: uh well and i wanted to give brett good this is a good question too i guess uh, we don't get these very often. They're usually techie questions, but this one was kind of fun. Um, when Brett asks, when you first started Dylan Pickups, who was your target demographic and how did you get the word out?
1: First um, of all, I love that he knows it was first Dylan Pickups because I think yes. some people that are newer to our channel don't necessarily realize that.
0: Yes. Dylan Talks Tone, that this This logo and branding for Dylan talk's tone came years later because I actually threw i literally like lost sleep over deciding do I really change my entire brand to not say pickups on it and mm-hmm. because the youtube channel was starting mm-hmm. to
1: you can still find us if you go to dylan yeah dylan pickups dot com
0: and DylanTalksTone.com dot com are all the same <laughs> yeah,
1: but that is why the OG shirt just came out too. So yeah. that was the original logo and then you just pulled your name out of it. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Um,
1: not related, but related.
0: Kind of. Yeah, it is kind of related. So the reason, my, my original demographic was actually guitar builders. Mm-hmm. So you have a guy like, um, like Texas Toast, for example. However many guitars they build a year, um, not class ones, but I mean like normal customer ones. You know he doesn't make enough guitars he makes a lot of guitars but they don't make enough guitars to um, say I'm gonna order I'm gonna call up Seymour Duncan and I'm gonna get a minimum order of a hundred sets of pickups um, and I'm gonna have them design them and blah 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 blah." Um, he's too small for that and so we started catering to smaller guitar builders that was our number one um, audience And our number one customer at first I actually didn't have any retail at first it was all for small guitar builders guys that were building 15 20 guitars even five guitars a year Um, and that that was that was mostly it and then and then when I decided I should put it on YouTube six years ago that's how we got our that's that is this is and i my youtube channel is the advertising arm that we use i've never once bought an ad anywhere i've never once paid for facebook advertising i've never once bought youtube advertising um there's been a couple of times in like 2016 um Rich Rich Osweiler, RIP, um, from Premier Guitar, called me up and said, "Hey, we're doing a thing, and it's like a top ten humbucker shootout." And you can see the magazine online still, probably um, that we were at the top of that list. So there's been a couple of things like that. The guys at Premier Guitar are they treat me really good. Like they've featured me a few times. So I guess that's been, and I never asked for any of that. I never, like, that was not a.
1: And a lot of it, I think, was like pounding the pavement. Like, we went to shows. We went to Nam, and we
0: went to. Met
1: people. Mm -hmm. Just genuine. um, It all happened very organically. And even relationships from years ago still come back to fruition, even in what we're doing. So. Mm -hmm. Um, never burn bridges and you never know where an opportunity could lead you. So
0: no. And I mean, even I got to think like, I don't get to talk about them that much anymore, but like Jimmy from Jersey shore guitar garage, the guy that makes all the wiring harnesses and stuff. I talk about him once in a while. Uh, he, um, he's the one that called me very first time and said, Hey, there's this guitar builder and he doesn't want to buy pickups from Seymour Duncan anymore do you want to make his pickups? And I was like, all right. Yeah. Okay. So I kind of did that for a while. And then it grew and it grew and it grew and it grew. grew. So it was never really even on purpose. I mean, now it's on purpose. I want it to grow now, but at first it was literally like kind of an accident, not an accident, but kind of, But we
1: still have a lot of those original connections. Oh yeah. So it's just really cool to see. You know where it's come from we do have another super chat though
0: oh okay it's really fun to to think about that yeah this one mm-hmm Jeff hey Dylan that strap is kick-ass really sweet and the orange coffee mug is bright and it looks awesome in my mug collection awesome so
1: <laughs> did Jeff get the last strap?
0: I screwed up too
1: How?
0: well I said that there was one more strap in stock.
1: And you, there wasn't? So he has your strap? Ooh, look at there, Jeff.
0: Yeah. I thought there was one more, but Ivan actually got the last one.
1: Uh
0: Ah. Yeah. So, and I hadn't used it really, except for in a couple of videos. I had like never gigged with it. It was still brand new, you know? (laughs) That's cool, Jeff. Yeah, because I told everybody. Because we got people asking, can you please make them with Batman logos on them?
1: Like yours?
0: Yeah. And oh. I'm like, I can't because oh, it's yeah. a trademarked thing yeah. and I can't sell it, you know?
1: Oh, what a, a nice
0: segue. Nice segue. <laughs> but th- so he got my Batman strap. That's, oh. Yeah, that's the only one.
1: Oh, yeah. Because it was
0: have. the. Oh. That is the prototype that's in the theme yeah. song to the video that yeah, I'm yeah. like holding it up. That's the one because it was the last one.
1: Dang. So,
0: yeah, man. We might do those again, but I would have to like pre, we didn't sell enough of them. And that's a, those are handmade by a guy in Nashville and I have to have them made. Phil has one too.
1: <laughs> he's like, Jeff got Batman.
0: Yeah. He's probably pissed. Cause he asked me about it. Oh. No, everybody asked me about the Batman thing and I was like, well, I can't do trademark stuff. So Yeah. Yeah yeah really everybody's like, oh you're that. lucky you yeah i had to do it I, I looked all over man and i was like where did this strap go then you like, and then Lips. i was like well i guess jeff and i knew jeff knowing jeff because he's like one of the more og folks in the in the chat i knew he would appreciate you know yeah. he wouldn't get it and be like oh this is dumb he just gave me his own you know i knew he would be like oh this is cool because and i and i actually wrote him a little note and i was like hey just fyi this is the prototype because I thought I had one, and I, and I explained it to him and yeah. I sent it to him. But
1: yeah. and a handwritten note. I mean, I didn't even know he would do those. So I Way to go, Jeff. I
0: do them a lot, actually. <laughs> I'll put I'll put little things. Hey, Ivan, did you get your pickup in the mail yet? Because you know, I've been putting random stuff in packages, mm. and I put a little something in random in Ivan's random package that he just he because he ordered a pickup last week, so okay um
1: so can we go back really quick to um what you were talking about with um brett's question because he did specifically talk about target demographic
0: um at the beginning at the beginning i didn't care obviously i was i was dealing with honestly Most of the time, 50 to 60 year old guys that built guitars, like way older than me. Um, And then for a long time, our demographic was like 45 to 60 year old males. Um, And that is slowly coming down. I am really working hard to... I mean I love you all but I'm really I have like a personal mission to reach more kids.
1: Yeah. So younger, wider. Yes. Yeah.
0: Wider, not wider.
1: I said wider. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to reach younger younger audience because I just feel like I mean, we're all going to play guitar till we're old. That's easy. We all know that. Um, but I, I am fully against this whole, and I you know I talk about it all the time, I'm fully against the whole new music sucks and young kids don't know what they're missing and all that garbage. I don't, I don't agree with any of that. And so if a kid's going to buy, and we're going to talk about this in a few minutes, if a kid's going to buy a Squire Strat, an Affinity Strat, and he's going to plug it in with an iRig into an iPad and he's going to use GarageBand and a bunch of plugins, or a Line 6 Spider Jam amp for 119 bucks, I don't care. Like, I just want them to play. I just want people to play and I want people to be creative and I want them to make music. So I'm trying to really reach them. Um, and from the business side of it, if to not be super crude about, about business but truthfully um it makes good business sense for me to do that because if i if i can capture a 12 or 13 year old with an affinity squire telly um then when he goes to upgrades his pickups he's gonna call me also in the future as he does more stuff you know what i mean it's a lifelong relationship that we're building i hope with all of you And so I would like to do that with more young folks um, because I think it would be, it'd be good for everybody if more kids played. Super Chat. Mm -hmm. Jeff Childs. Leslie, I actually have two handwritten notes from your hubby. I received the first one with the first P90 I bought from him. That was probably because, I don't remember why I sent him a uh, note that time.
1: Maybe he writes more notes than I thought. I do. But I, so people are like a younger demographic. I'm X years old, and it's more um, obviously I'm not in the guitar community, right? Except for
0: or are they saying our community how, that we've
1: created here? But so what he just said though, like inspiring young people, yeah. being supportive for younger people, not excluding any demographic, right. but. Again, spreading out the demographic to cover um, to cover more people, to be welcoming to more people. Somebody else said um, it's because kids don't have any money. That's why older people afford custom things. But that's not true in all circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you... Paving the way for somebody like... We're going to talk about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like cheaper guitars, but... There's nothing wrong with a cheaper guitar if then you get to do to it and customize it the way you want to. So so teaching people that and opening up opportunities that they don't even know are possible, probably.
0: Yeah, and I, I know that I'm probably a one-man army in this, but I'm hoping that I'm not because you're here. I I firmly believe, and we're going to talk about this gear snobbery, music snobbery stuff here in a minute. And maybe this is a good segue to get into it, but I firmly believe that if we stop talking about vintage instruments, about expensive instruments, about you have to have so such and such to sound a certain way, and you just allow people to create whatever they want to create or sound however they want to sound, and honestly surf less Facebook groups and play more. That older folks and i mean myself because i've been playing for 35 years and and people older than me will stop making this thing so exclusive and make it more welcoming for younger folks so when i say expand the demographic to younger people i mean
1: everybody's helping get on tiktok
0: helping you i know Helping you understand that to be more welcoming and be like, and don't be like Led Zeppelin and Rolling Stones this is the only good music. Like, literally, like, it's a whole mind, it's a whole mindset that I want. It's my personal mission on this channel to help more people um, do that. To relax about all the vintage old stuff and all the old mullet rock and all of the old classics just relax about it all and let everybody like like last night i went to i went to an open mic night for the first time since before covid and i i walked in there and i knew and it's a place that like i almost sort of started the open mic night at that place with Dwayne, me and my band it was our house place like we played there we that could
1: practice <laughs> yeah
0: we could basically call up this place and say hey do you have anybody this saturday we're coming to play and we would literally play every we played there all the time and we could play there whenever we wanted and we were like the house band for the open mic night and all that stuff well he moved away blah blah blah. we haven't been in a band covid happened and one of my other buddies actually the guy who played the p90 demo on the website um he he does it now and I walked in there and I knew the guy that owned it, that the place, I knew the guy that owned the place. I knew Dave, the guy that was actually d- doing the open mic. And I knew the bartender and it was full of people. And I did not know one other soul in there. And I was like this, and they were all, there was some really old guys, like almost like the peanut gallery in the corner, a group of four or five old guys and then everybody else was 23 years old and they all wanted to hear like i mean somebody sang a, uh um what's her face um waving my hands shaking my hips uh, miley, cyrus. miley cyrus that song and ben covered that song pop songs like literally like And I was so encouraged by that. She's
1: gonna be at Lollapalooza.
0: Oh, sweet. We got another super chat. Um, Ed says, great tone knows no demographic. If it sounds good to you, then be proud of it. Play your music, not your gear. That is exactly the perfect segue. Thank you for the super chat, Ed. Yes, thank you. That is exactly the segue we wanna get into. So you saw the the theme of this video and I titled it, why don't you like epiphones and squires? And I know many of you do. But I want to really dive into this. This is a result of the counterfeiting video that I did last week. There were quite a few comments across all of my social medias, not just on YouTube, but all across all my social medias, and they were like, well, what about the person that can't afford a Gibson Les Paul? What did what do they do? And I said, that's what Epiphone is for. That is what Epiphone is for. That is what Fender Squires are for. That is what Sterling by Music Man is for. And I get a lot of blowback for a statement like that. And what I can't understand... It's a, it's a thing I can't get my head around. Is why do people like go all around themselves to find a way to not play an epiphone on stage i can't figure it out it's like a weird snobbery like because everybody's gonna know that i can't afford a les paul or something weird and i don't i don't understand that mentality because those guitars are fantastic They are fantastic. I'm going to show you, uh, here. Let's just look at a couple of these because, because we can do this now.
1: Um, oh, interesting.
0: Okay. Now this should be on here. Yep, it is. Okay. So Zounds is my favorite place. This is where I buy everything from. Um. This is a custom with gold everything, bound everything, all the proper stuff. These pickups aren't terrible. They're actually pretty good. This thing is $679 with zero credit check. You can get eight payments of $84 and they'll ship it to your house in two days. This is a fantastic guitar, okay? This is one example. If we go down here, uh, let's see. Here's 700 bucks, the Epiphone Sheridan Pro. So you're basically getting an Epiphone version of a 335. What is wrong with this guitar? Nothing. There is nothing wrong um, with this guitar. If we go over to the Fender side of things, you've heard me say it many, many times. These Classic Vibe um, Strats and tellies the neck profiles are fantastic. The finish is fantastic. Now on the squire side, the pickups aren't quite as good, but it doesn't matter because what you're going to do, and I think this is what a lot of people need to kind of think about too, is you're not just because the internet says, just because somebody in a Facebook group says, you need to do something to a particular guitar doesn't mean you need to do it. Um, there are many, many, many posts in many, many Facebook groups, and they're like, "I ordered a Fender Classics, a Clender, uh, th- that Fender that I just showed you, that Squire. What's the first thing I should do to it? Well, the first thing you should do to it is play the hell out of it, just the way it is. Learn it." explore it and when it starts to not do something that you want it to do and you determine that it is not your hands but it's something wrong with the guitar then make a change before that just play the guitar there is nothing wrong so and the reason this whole thing came up in relation to this other video was the whole counterfeit thing well if you go and watch the uncut interview of this i'll tell you ron is the lawyer that i interviewed is really passionate about this and he's like you know what you're gonna put more money than you paid for the counterfeit guitar into it to get it playable Mm -hmm. to not even get it good to get it playable you know he told me and you can i don't want to give up too much of what over there the the uncut is over there on patreon yeah so um but i'll tell you one thing that he told me kind of in the uncut thing it didn't make it in the regular video is that he has to physically buy every counterfeit guitar to prove that they're trying to sell it so he has in his office like a hundred counterfeit guitars and he said they're all garbage he said they ju- they don't play well they're they're just terrible And he said, so people that make excuses to purchase them and discount other cheap guitars like Squires and Sterlings and Epiphones need to do a little self-examination of why they're doing that because there's no real good reason. Now, it used to be, let's be super honest about it. When I was a kid, Um, If I wanted to buy the knockoff version of a Kramer Beretta in 1982 or 83, it was probably kind of crappy. It probably wasn't that good. Um, That is not the case anymore. Um, Tomorrow, our video about all the Made in Mexico strats comes out like which made in mexico stratocaster should you buy that video comes out tomorrow and in doing the research for that video and looking at all the models those guitars are fantastic they are made only a few miles from where the american ones are made and actually some of the american stuff is made in the mexico factory anyway so you know and um They come with Alnico pickups now instead of those like crappy eBay ones with the stick-on magnets on the bottom. Like they don't, they're not terrible guitars now. Um, And I think, and this speaks to all of us that are older who have, who played all those guitars in the early 80s that were garbage. um, To kind of get over that basically and just... And go play some guitars and realize that cheap stuff's actually really good. And what's interesting about it is, is it's not just the guitar industry. Every industry has built into it a, what do you call that? Like levels of, you know, like um, whether it's cameras or motorhomes or cars or, you know, like Mm -hmm. a snob here's an example a snob will say you bought a porsche cayman because you could not afford a 911 porsche knew that so they made models of the cayman that full stop on their own don't have to be compared to anything else Um, it's not just a poor man's 911 it's actually a really good car this camera that I have, I have two levels of Canon cameras. I have this one and I have the one below it. And they're both fantastically capable. Does this one have more features than the one that costs $500 less? Yes, but the other one is fantastically capable. It does amazing. Um, So it's, you know, motorhomes, same thing. Um, And somebody in, you know, somebody in the comments was like, well, but those less Pauls that you're showing me, like the ones I showed you ones, it sounds, are six hundred and seventy nine dollars. Like, you know, I only want to spend like three or four hundred bucks. And I'm like, well, that's your choice then. So, what are you going to invest in yourself? Like, what are we doing here? Are you, are you investing in yourself as a musician? So then, are you willing to save for another? two or three months to get the guitar you really want or are you literally a brand whore and won't play anything until you can afford a Gibson because that doesn't serve you very well as a musician it just doesn't like you know you could be creating on just about anything and then 20 years from now you could have the story I wrote my first song on this crappy guitar everybody has those stories you know so I think it's just a mentality change that needs to happen Um, yeah. It's the Porsche of the poor. No, the Porsche of the poor is the 914.
1: You ready for some questions?
0: But 50%, 50 50-50 weight balance is money. I tell you, I've driven a Boxster and I've driven a Cayman and they are pretty, pretty fun. They are pretty fun. And I've driven a 911, but I still want a 911. Yeah, questions.
1: All right. So first of all, I want to say thank you. I noticed that some people are putting a cue or a series of question marks before they ask their question. That's very helpful because the chat is very lively. Um, So I did grab some that I noticed Um, once we get through this. If I missed them, then you'll have to re-ask them. Um, So Spike the Frugal Fixer asks, I watched your setup video today. Very helpful. Waiting on neck leveling kit from Crimson to arrive. Should I go ahead and do the finish this kit neck then level? Let me read that. That's what it says.
0: Um, Oh, should you finish it first? Yeah, I would finish the neck first. Yeah, like spray the neck. Like if it's maple, for example, yeah, I would do all that first. Yeah, and then do the frets last. That, yes.
1: Um, Patrick Lennox mm-hmm. said Hamer guitars had a triple coil DiMarzio in them. Were they truly triple coils, and how does that affect polarity, hum canceling, phase, etc.?
0: You can wire it all up to be in phase. You can wire it all up to be, to work, the way it's supposed to work um, with no issue at all. So that brings me to a thing for the great guitar build off guitar. I was going to put, I was going to build the Trident pickup. We're going to put a three blade humbucker in it, but it's not the right size. So we might do something crazy. Her. mm-hmm and we might put a four blade on.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: I don't know what it's gonna sound like but I want to do it so I think I'm gonna do it so I think it's gonna end up having four blades instead of three
1: what are you gonna call it
0: I don't know because the quattro is taken so we'll have to think of something it's probably it's gonna be named after some sort of engine or some sort of car
1: ideas drop in the comments y'all's ideas are usually amazing
0: yeah so oh the other thing i forgot to mention at the top is music news uh guitar gear news i'm gonna do a segment every week i think it's gonna come out on tuesdays um well this one came out on tuesdays it's not gonna be a premiere or anything it's only four minutes long Five minutes, you know, it depends on how many stories there are, but usually there's like three or four stories. This video is only like four and a half minutes long, but I think it did pretty good. I think people really liked it. Um, yeah, so awesome.
1: All right. Um, Delta four twelve twelve ask, will a fender neck fit on a squire body without modifications?
0: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: That was an easy question. Cecil Music says, Dylan, will the mounting holes on a real Bigsby B5 line up with the mounting of the licensed B50?
0: I want to say yes, because I think I've done it before. But to be sure, I think you can go to Bigsby's website and download the pdfs of their templates that they have like a pdf that you can download i'm pretty sure they still have this and you can like print it out with your printer and it's just two pieces of paper so that you can like know where to drill everything and double check but i'm 99 percent sure it does line up but i don't want to tell you if you're going to drill holes in something and you yeah, don't want to be wrong. So make sure that you check it. I, I'm pretty sure that they have that thing. It's like a template that you can download, but I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they are.
1: And then we have Genzo 664. I got a Firefly 339 and I'm wondering what's the best pickups to put in it?
0: Um, a 339, is that humbuckers? is P90s. Um, Dude, I would put our DAFs or our center punches in it. Um, Our DAFs are going to be like your proper, like, vintage PAF kind of deal.
1: Um, Oh, there you go. Super chat.
0: But I would definitely either do that or do center punches if you wanted to do coil splits. Super chat gotta go good night to both of you. thanks so much, Manuel. Thank you. I think that was metric money that looks like Canadian Awesome, uh, so then I know another Charles comment. Wallace says center punch, dude, you can't go wrong with center punches. they are pretty good.
1: um I think some people got here after so they don't know you're we drinking tonight.
0: Oh yeah, this is it right here.
1: This was a recommendation from. Doc, who's in the chat a lot of times. I haven't seen yeah, him today, I haven't today, seen though. him tonight. But recommendation because you drink a yeah. lot of whiskey. I do. And I don't. And he, I think, has paid attention to what I will drink. And it was recommended that I would probably be able to drink that. And it is delicious.
0: Yeah. She doesn't usually like scotches or definitely nothing smoky. This is not peaty at it's not, all.
1: definitely not smoky.
0: So, typically, I do not like...
1: Nothing nasally. That's what I don't like.
0: I don't typically like anything Space Speyside is Last usually you said sweeter. Last
1: time it was a so that's I know.
0: Funny. Usually, well, I prefer Highland stuff because it's peatier.
1: But you had a choice this time. The other recommendation was a Highland, and you picked this one.
0: I know, because I wanted to try something different. Oh. That's just, you know... I just wanted to do something different. All
1: right. Because if we do
0: the same thing every time, then we end up like Almond Brothers fans.
1: <laughs> so that is the comments I grabbed. So that's if pretty I much it, huh? Your question, please designate that is a question specific to Dylan and not just chatter and chatter. If I missed you, please re-ask. And I apologize. There is a lot. The chat is super busy tonight. Even Fred, like Fred, I think ended up leaving because something happened to his feed. But he was like, "Dang, there's a lot of activity in here." And Jeff like, wants to know what is.
0: you like to drink. I did see that questions. Um, Brandon also, this is on Facebook. Brandon wants to know. Uh, I see you put out the new P ninety. We we've always had that pickup. Uh, could you make them to fit in an episode epiphone casino coupe okay so if the epiphone casino coupe is the one with the chrome metal humbucker or, or the chrome metal p90 covers and it has the weird curve on it I don't think I can make those because those are 49 point two millimeter p90 bobbins and I only have 50 millimeter p90 bobbins so yeah that's that there's one guitar that it won't fit. Mm. It's the casino. Yeah.
1: So, Jeffrey. Um, what do I like to drink? Uh, vodka is always. Yep. That's a go-to. Um, I always thought you could never have bad vodka, but we bought a bad vodka in California. Mm-hmm. And I had to pour it out. It was so bad. Um, I tend to like fall typical fall thing so I like stouts and porters we just finally found a cider that actually both of us we like is like. really rare it's um, pomegranate
0: of all things and it's and really then, good
1: um I have I like tequila so
0: John Doe just gave us a well his name's John Doe so he's going to give us a blank super chat duh, duh. thanks dude I appreciate thank that thank you very much what else
1: uh, there's a question. Would it be rude to ask if you finished my lipstick yet?
0: Oh, your lipstick is sitting oh, right here.
1: That looks terrifying.
0: Well, it's just not full They look that.
1: so pretty and clean, yeah. so it's weird to think that you have to make it. Do you yeah, it, it no.
0: looks weird because they're really hard to fit. But anyway, it's, it's, I, I'm going to probably finish it tomorrow and your, um, actually what the real holdup is jazz master pickup covers for the other set are taking forever to get here. They were supposed to be here and they're not here yet. So uh, basically that's sitting there and then your other pickups are sitting over there. As soon as those jazz master covers come in, the whole thing is going to go in the mail.
1: Mark one fifteen wants to know what's the best way to support you. Which platform has less fees that they take?
0: Ooh, Patreon.
1: Yeah. So, and that is a benefit to you also.
0: Yeah, because there's way more stuff. There's hours, like, because I don't think people realize.
1: Or buy something, products sell too. Oh yeah, obviously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you, I mean, if you, if you buy pickups from me, that's the way, yeah. really. But not everybody can, and not yeah. everybody needs anything right now. And I also really respect, and I I I hope people don't get it wrong that if you're a Seymour Duncan guy or a Demarzio guy, and you're never gonna buy a set of pickups from me, I don't care. Like that's fine. I I fully fully expect and accept uh, that there's you know 32 flavors. You know what I mean. So I um so if you never buy anything from me, that's fine too. Um. The number one way that you can buy from that you can support us if you do not want to buy a pickup is two things one is become a patreon patron and starting at there's 5 10 and 45 starting at the $10 level there's literally I don't know how many bajillions of hours of content over there and as we start to do more interviews I hope to see more because we're going to try to do more interviews with people and get more experts on the show. So I'm really hoping that we are going to be able to have more uncut interviews like we did with this one. And I, I know the folks that already watched it really had some value. Ed, thanks so much for the super chat. I appreciate there it. There is a
1: question. He said he yeah. he did the super chat wrong, but I, I see oh, okay. your question. Awesome. Um, don't you think it's, or maybe, I don't know. Anyway. Don't you think Epiphones and Squires are great for exploring variety without breaking the bank? Totally giggable, too.
0: Yeah, and I think they stand on their own full stop. I don't think there is a reason to put them in levels. I, I, I just don't, I don't see the benefit in doing that to anybody. Um, you know, that one that we gave away at 50,000 subscribers. That guitar was unbelievable. It was so good. Um even before I did anything to it. It was so good. And uh yeah, no, I I think I think these guitars stand on their own full stop, especially because of who they are marketed for. So we you know, we talk we talked about younger folks and we talked about and kids know when they go into a store that they can't afford the guitar all the way at the top but they can afford the Squire and it looks the same and they're usually really happy with it until they join a Facebook group that tells them that they're not supposed to be happy with it so the two things we can do is we can encourage young folks to buy whatever they can afford and all of us just buy whatever you can afford and play whatever you can play whatever you have and create with whatever you have um i think that's super key um the other oh the the other thing i was gonna there was two ways you could support us this even costs you less money is anytime you um use any of our links in our videos that usually helps us too and it doesn't like if you for example um if you click on one of our amazon links and you're like yeah well i don't need a multimeter but like you go buy toilet paper or something it still kind of helps so just just know that that anytime you use any of our links for anything um that that does help and it doesn't cost you any extra you are probably going to buy toilet paper anyway you know yeah. what i mean
1: and the interaction so this interaction is important watching yes. the videos is important sharing is sharing. a great freeway to support um because ultimately the more people that see things then our impact is just bigger so
0: yes um because what i told you guys earlier this is the only advertising i do and so um the amount of youtube views that we get while i don't make a living from like youtube money if that makes sense um because i'm not like some big casey neistat or somebody you know what i mean i those guys are like i'm not mr beast you know they're all living off of what they make on youtube i don't do that um but the number of views that i get if i get x amount of thousand views in a month usually that'll tell me how busy i'm going to be in the pickup stuff Mm because it does it is the exposure that i need and so the more more you comment and the more you like then what happens is youtube when when youtube sees interaction on a video they promote the video more Mm -hmm. so if they see a lot of likes or dislikes actually
1: we have nine out of 72 watching currently so just to give you an idea like
0: there's nine likes and 72 people are watching yeah yeah so if all 72 of you would hit the like button then what that does is it tells youtube oh this must be a good video and they and they put it in front of more people and they give more people um a chance to watch it and then it's on me to like make sure that the thumbnails are good and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so people actually want to click on it But they won't put it in front of people if there's not very much going on, if that makes sense. Um, So it does help. Um, And Ivan says, with the Canadian money, the four-blade, the four-banger. The four-blade pickup should be called the four-banger. So I think I'm going to, maybe something like that. I had a couple of ideas in my head about... um, High performance four cylinder engines like the Cosworth or something, um, something like that. I'm not really sure. I got to look at trademark names and stuff, but I, yeah, you're on to something with, with that for sure.
1: Everybody's, I think mine um must be inaccurately reporting. People are like, mine shows 48, mine shows 56. Good. So that's awesome. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Um, there was another question and I lost it because I had to scroll down. Okay. So let me scroll back.
0: I don't even know what time it is or anything. Oh, we're just at an hour now. Cool.
1: Okay. Spike wants to know, my GGBO build is a feedback monster still chasing it. Where would I put a cap to defeat this LED light controller noise from my lights? Someone suggested one, but where?
0: Okay, so... <clears throat> it's not feedback, right? It's just noise from your lights. Um, that's a power supply thing. So... Hmm. Now it would be interesting to know what LEDs you used. So I used to put LEDs actually inside pickups, and they didn't make noise, but they had a little diode on the. Well, it is a diode. They had a little. I guess it's a capacitor. Yeah, on one of the legs, and it was on the individual. It was on the leg that caused that acted as a filter, and it cleaned it out i would definitely say could you try a fair i don't know so i'm just kind of spitballing here but maybe a ferrite bead on or a capacitor a filter capacitor on the actual power lead that comes into it that that might be that might be a thing
1: so we have two super chats Uh before we get further behind here okay Thanks, y'all.
0: Yeah, thank awesome. you. Yeah, the so the Iron Duke. That's funny. Yeah, that's the the Iron Duke was the like the four cylinder Jeep en- engine in like a Willys. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool. That idea. means
1: somebody knows stuff about you.
0: Yep, I've got a Lotus Thanks, LP Jason. from the '70s that my uncle gave me that I love. Thanks, Jason, for the super chat. um that's really cool the uh i was talking to that lawyer about all that 70s lawsuit stuff and that's actually in the that's in the bonus thing too i think um he was talking about the real story with that because actually there were no lawsuits which i never knew um it was all settled out of court there was like no really interesting stuff so yeah you could check that content out it's pretty interesting
1: um I feel like I should know this person's name because I do it all the time. So whoever the Wayne Hussey person is says, I suggest every stream or pre-recorded video. You remind people to like the video. We're all dumbasses and forget sometimes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, you know, it's funny. I, I want, I want to say it in every video. Like, please subscribe. You know, I don't know what the numbers are now. I, some
1: people have it like on lock. They're like, Please remember to subscribe and hit the bell. Yes. I'm like, wow.
0: I've been putting a little thing with a little pop noise in there and stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: In the yeah, video, in Yeah, in the
0: videos. But I... um, So here's something interesting.
1: So, John Doe, um, you left a super chat that was empty. Um, oh, I think yeah. it lets you um, leave a comment when you say you want to super chat. But I'm paying attention. If you have a question, go ahead and ask it and we'll grab it.
0: Oh, yeah. Because we don't want them to... We don't want him to lose that. Um,
1: Spike says that he has a video on his channel. If you want to see the no, see the noise. See the noise. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, awesome. I think sixty-two percent of our viewers are not subscribed.
1: Yeah, which is so the benefit of that. I mean, some people are just not subscribers, right? But that number is typically higher because YouTube promotes it. So it's not necessarily people who, some people are just searching for a specific Mm -hmm. topic. Um, YouTube is feeding them, of course, what they think they should watch next. So again, that's why like interaction and the likes are important because then YouTube knows it's okay to suggest those videos to people.
0: So just to give you a little nerdy fact about how YouTube works because you might not know so and this is totally off-topic but we're all just hanging out here right so um, last month or over the last 28 days 36.6 of my YouTube views like on all the videos on all 750 videos 36% were as a result of YouTube search so basically put in the search bar on Google typically or in the Google or in the YouTube search, you know, uh, where some of the top search terms here? I could tell you, um, lace sensor pickups, mini humbucker, fret polishing, filter trons. Those are terms that are people have been using to find stuff. And then they find my channel 21% of the videos viewed last month were from suggested videos, meaning it put it on the suggested videos page and somebody you know, and somebody clicked on it. I would like to see that number up around 45 to 50%, um, but that has to do with the amount of interaction that's on the videos. That's where liking, and I don't think a lot of people know this, but that's where liking the videos and sharing the videos helps because it brings the suggested video number up and then it helps, it gets it out to more people. Um, so if you want to help with exposure that's how you do it if you're already subscribed if you're not already subscribed subscribing is the easiest way but
1: all right a couple super chats
0: just some nerdy stuff about it just in case you want to know interesting stuff uh jeffrey egan i loved your subscribe psa thanks dude uh i had this whole vision for months about uh
1: Are we talking about the sad pets? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's her mom's dog and cat, and I would always had this this vision like. When did
1: you make that? It was a. It was a year ago. I was crying. It was so good. The Sarah video is so good.
0: (laughs) You know where I got the thing from? From like those Sarah McLaughlin commercials that for the ASPCA or whatever. That's where I got it from. It's like not even my idea, but it's awesome. Nissan had a four cylinder eight plug engine in there in the 90s. Actually, uh, they that engine came out in 1985.
1: Thank you, Jason, for the super chat.
0: Yes, thanks. And I had one, it was called the Z24, and it was awesome. It was a four cylinder 2.4 liter, uh, because I had a Nissan 720 King Cab four wheel drive with that engine with a five speed, and the problem with that motor, it worked so good, but the problem is, is it had a double row distributor cap. and Because it was carbureted, it was 85. And it had a double row distributor cap where on the inside, you know the little pin, and how it would like scrape around and how it would work? But because there was two rows of it, it wore out super fast. I literally had to keep a distributor cap with me. Because you'd be driving, you'd get like 5,000 miles on the thing and then all of a sudden it just wouldn't work anymore. So you'd literally pull over the side of the road, like change out the distributor cap and go on and like have to stop at AutoZone and get another $18 distributor cap until that one wore out. (laughs) Like it was like the biggest pain, but that truck was so good. That was my my first truck that I bought like with a loan and everything. Yeah, my dad's like, I will co-sign on this loan if you are late for one payment i'm taking the truck from you and i never was i i like paid it off and it was cool but
1: um yeah i know ivan suggested it but ashley Bucci, maybe i don't know don't know if you guys use the same term but a four cylinder engine in australia is often referred to as a four banger
0: oh yeah 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 same here same here. Jason left another super chat. That's what the new pickup should be called.
1: Is what what would, what did you decide it was called? Well, he's maybe the one talking about the Nissan.
0: The, the only thing I don't want to the reason I don't want to call it a Z24 is because that's also an option package for a Chevy Cavalier in the 90s that's terrible. So I don't know. The the whole four cylinder thing. Are I, you I, saying I there
1: think, was a sporty package on the a, Cavalier?
0: Y- y- y'all know there was a Z24. Yes, there was a Z twenty four Cavalier, and then when the Lumina, I mean, there was
1: a lot of terrible things, and then when the Lumina I came wanted, out, there was what's a Z thirty four, a GT three thousand. What was that
0: car? Oh, but see, that was an amazing car, a Mitsubishi three thousand GT vr four. Yeah.
1: does that which was a Dodge how Stealth? How old I am? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I remember. I mean, I then had. Then I
1: wanted a Barader. <laughs> oh.
0: Now we're going Cletus McFarlane.
1: I mean, he's fun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My interest in motor vehicles is so low, I just leave car decisions to my wife. Yeah, see, there's where you lose me, because I'm like... If you think I'm interested in guitars, you have no idea. Like, motorcycles and cars and anything with internal combustion or electric motors these days, I don't even care. And, And... Um give me two of anything and i'll race it i don't care what it is if it's a bar stool with wheels on it desk chairs shopping buggies cars boats i don't care i will race it like i love love racing love it the awful chevy z24
1: iron duke somebody has said that a few times too
0: yeah the iron duke thing and then somebody
1: said they thought it was gm you said it was jeep somebody said it was gm
0: so it was Iron Duke four-cylinder, but in the late 60s or the mid-60s, they put the Iron Duke four-cylinder in the CJ-5. Yeah. The
1: boxer.
0: Yeah, I've thought about the boxer too. Because we have the flat six and we have a boxer. Because the flat sixes are...
1: SRT neon. Oh,
0: dude. Leslie's parents, across the street neighbor, has one of those. And that thing is so loud, it rips too. He's got it like all fixed. It's crazy. Oh, Amy and I like racing in office chairs at Sam's Club. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty funny. I could tell you stories about racing bar stools in Mexico. Man, with motorcycle, full on motocross gear on. Yep i bought a surf green squire bullet and i upgraded it with Tech ratio tuners Tech nuts string trees and saddles cts pots switchcraft jack and seymour duncan quarter pound set that's to me boba fett that's the jam like that guitar is that's what i would do that's exactly what i would do um and people will say you have too much money in it and it's not worth it you should just go get something else but now you have a real connection with that instrument. And you'll probably always keep it. And it'll, be the, it'll always at least be your backup guitar. Like when you go get something cool, you'll always have that, you know. I have a Japanese, I have a 1985 um, made in Japan Stratocaster that I've had since almost 1985. Um, I think I've had it since 89 actually. And I will never sell that guitar and i've modded it and done stuff to it and it's not worth what it once was etc i don't care it's, i'm gonna keep it it's awesome you know
1: so it looks no. like john Dive figured out how to comment with a super chat thank you john
0: uh ooh, this is a good question nowadays aren't you really paying for a gibson les paul than an epiphone because of the nicer finish and the name on the headstock so i was looking at that when i was looking at these guitars earlier today This is an interesting question because I think it applies to both Fender and to Gibson. The Asian stuff and the American stuff is, well, for Gibson, the Epiphone stuff and the Gibson stuff, and for Fender, the Mexico stuff and the American stuff, the gap is closing very quickly, like it's it's very much closing. A high end, like that $629 Epiphone is a good guitar. It's got the Burst Bucker 2 and 3, or Pro Bucker, 2 and 3 pickups in it, like Alnico 2 um, and Alnico 3 magnet pickups in it. It's got CTS pops in it. Um, it's really good, it's a really good guitar. It does not have a nitro finish, it has a urethane finish. Which, honestly, for a guy who's going to play out every weekend or live in a motorhome, urethane is the way to go because it's easier to take care of. It's not as finicky. It ages. It doesn't age. It always looks brand new. It's harder to repair when you do damage to it and stuff. But um, for most people, and I think that's the thing people everybody might want a Les Paul like a Gibson Les Paul but the better guitar for them actually might be a lower range model because it suits your needs better like and Epiphone pegheads aren't as prone to break off and you know um now is a Gibson Les Paul actually better than an Epiphone yeah I mean it is the the wood selection is probably better the hardware is definitely better Um, like the you know the bridge and the tailpiece and the quality of the saddles how the saddles wear um, how the how the hardware corrodes over time you know like that kind of stuff nickel hardware versus chrome which is a big difference Um, so yes a Gibson Les Paul is better but that doesn't mean that an Epiphone won't more favorably suit your needs, based on what you're using it for. You know that's the other thing, and you know what comes with a hard shell case and that sort of stuff. So the reason I bring this up too is like with the Fender stuff, for example, um, the the Fender stuff, the Mexico stuff versus the American stuff um you can get a mexico guitar with a nitro finish on it a fender strat you can get and it'll have all the pickups it'll have a good fretboard radius it'll have all the things you can get a mexico guitar with noiseless pickups in it with the s1 switch well that's that roadhouse that i have um you can get all those things but it's a thousand bucks like right at a thousand bucks well the lowest American one is like 1149 so the gap is closing and it didn't always used to be like that it used to be the cheaper guitars were crappy and you had to pay the money for a good one it's just not like that anymore um standards of the lower ones have come up standards of the higher ones have not come down everybody says they don't make them like they used to that's not true um And I know that companies like Gibson have had issues with quality but that should not tarnish their reputation forever Um, every every company goes through that every company has to like figure it out and solve problems and recall stuff and you know all that kind of thing so it all it all works together but You're not going to... I don't know. Don't be a peghead snob. Don't be a peghead snob. Like that's... Yeah.
1: So Charles Wallace asked earlier, what do you think about the BMW electric bikes with the batteries that can be changed for long trips?
0: I am watching it very closely. Um, I have a goal. I don't know if it's going to happen or not now, but... I had a goal, like, I got a couple of credit cards to pay off and whatever. So I have this goal that I wanted to, like, get out of debt, like, completely get out of debt by the end of the year. And if I got out of debt by the end of the year, I was gonna buy a motorcycle. Like, that's my, I, like, literally, that's my goal. Um, And I am watching the electric stuff because I have been a gearhead all my life, and I have, I mean, I was probably gonna buy a Ducati Scrambler or a, I was going to buy an Indian FSR 1200 actually, but I don't think I'm going to buy one of those now. Um, Anyway, the electric stuff is very interesting, except for the problem and solution that you just mentioned, the interchanging batteries thing. Um, And they just did a thing where all the major brands basically, like all the bigger brands anyhow, got together and they said, hey, we're going to standardize the format for the battery sort of like you have in cars you know you have a few models of batteries or a few um sizes of overall batteries that basically fit all cars and so they're going to do the same thing with the the motorbike stuff um with the electric power and if they do that then i'll be ready because that's what i'm waiting for i'm i don't want to have something that is super proprietary, and then maybe they don't make it anymore, and then in five years, I gotta get a battery, and it's not made anymore, and those batteries are really expensive. Um, Lithium batteries are expensive. Um, My, I mean, my camera batteries, those things cost 60 bucks a piece. They're expensive. Like, yeah, and they're (laughs) only like this big. So, lithium batteries, and we wanted to buy lithium batteries for the motorhome, but I need four of them, and they're a grand a piece. Like, I mean, they're, they're expensive. So if you can get it to a point where it's an interchangeable thing, swap it out, charge it in your hotel room or whatever, like you're saying, then yeah, I'm totally down. Then I would definitely get an electric bike for sure.
1: So Dastardly Dave's yeah. name suggestion was how about four stroke?
0: Yeah. I, yeah, Maybe.
1: Somebody just dropped a, pi- a hashtag, don't be a peghead,
0: I know. I, I've been actually trying to figure out how to design that into a t-shirt. Mm. Like a do not thing. And then have like some kind of, I don't know, I haven't figured it out yet. I want to design more t-shirts. Like more fun stuff. We have all the logo stuff, but that's not. I want fun stuff. So. Yeah. There's other people in here talking about buying, um, Oh, they should all be great. Any Aria before 20, 2000. Yeah. So you guys are talking about all these other brands too, right? Like all these Japanese brands and stuff, dude, they are so good. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason why in 2021, somebody at any budget cannot have a quality instrument. They're out there. And even if you buying, even if you're buying used, you gotta obviously be a little more careful and make sure it's okay and stuff, but uh even with the new stuff, I was walking through Guitar Center uh last weekend and I was like looking at the Gretsch Electromatics and stuff, and I'm like, these things are so good. The finishes are perfect. Every guitar is gonna need a setup, you know? You can't go to guitar center and have it come home and have the setup be perfect you just can't it it just isn't going to happen and i know like sweetwater and stuff they like check the setup before they put it in the box but then it travels in a truck and etc so you know you got to learn how to do your own setups and that's a good thing to learn Um, or pay somebody to do it 50 bucks or whatever and then it's done you know maybe a couple times a year Um, but other than that you know there is no reason why a guy can't get a decent or a gal can't get a decent guitar for five or seven hundred dollars even brand new um as long as they aren't a peghead snob and as long as they don't care where it's made because you know in that bonus thing um one of the other objections that came up about counterfeit stuff and it comes up a lot about you know guitars made in other countries um was you know people were saying well you know i didn't agree with your point in your video because people over there need to eat too and i agree however these counterfeit companies if they're selling you a complete guitar for 300 bucks or 250 dollars and the shipping is basically included more or less uh, chances are that that guitar parts cost for them is probably in the 20 to $30 range. <laughs> and the labor costs for them to be profitable means that the employees that make those guitars at those costs are not making a living wage. And all of the human rights issues and stuff that go along with all of that. I mean, you're supporting that. And I know you could go completely down a rabbit hole and talk about, like, yeah, well, where do your iPhone batteries come and stuff. So you could totally go crazy with all of this. But I'm just saying, don't... Don't use that as an excuse to go one way or the other. Like, that's a that's a whole nother, whole other thing. But the lawyer guy did bring that up. He was like, people want to say that, but it's all... It's not good, and he said, at least if you're supporting the brand, because nobody wants to support the big guys like Gibson and Fender, why are you giving them their your money? But they are are, are at least making an attempt to pay a living wage and do the right thing for their for their right. their people. You know, at least way more than, and it can't be said in every case, but way more than these counterfeit folks are doing. You know what I mean? So there's all kinds of issues that you could get into with it. Um, but don't buy counterfeit guitars.
1: <laughs> Spike says, quad rails, you're welcome. Right. I just love that. It's like a mic drop comment. Like, I know. Ah, here you go.
0: What are some legitimate Chinese companies? Are there any? Yeah, Eastman. Eastman Guitars is fantastic. Have you ever played one? They're unbelievable. Um, and there are more companies too. Eastman... Um, I'm trying to think.
1: That's the first one that came to mind.
0: Yeah, that's that's. Well, they make beautiful stuff Big too. Big one, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then they make amazing guitars. You got to remember too. Every country has not every country, but a lot of countries have cheap guitars and expensive guitars, just like we have here. And they have boutique builders and they have factory shops, just like we have here. Just it's it's just a different country. Um, the only difference is labor exploitation, really. (laughs) I mean, you know, and, and also you got to remember too, all those counterfeiting folks, uh, they're like actually in a cabinet factory or something. And they just make whatever out of wood that gets, Oh, what's on the ticket today. Okay. We're going to make some guitars. What's on the ticket tomorrow. Oh, we're going to make a piano bench or whatever, you know, whatever it is. They're not guitar folks that, you know, and so, but there are some over there. Um, Eastman is the biggest one that I can think of and then you go to Korea world music is unbelievable they make everything ESP Schechter PRS like there's there are Asian co- companies that make fantastic instruments that Korean stuff is ridiculous Paul Reed Smith would not have guitars made at in the plants over there if they were not awesome because you know how he is about how his stuff it should be you know so yeah absolutely
1: um before you get to what you can see it rolled up the screen phil's suggestion for a t-shirt is to to put a broken headstock and say don't be a peghead snob
0: oh my gosh that's <laughs> a great idea
1: anyway um
0: that's a great idea man this is awesome let me make sure
1: oh Jeffrey asked a question. Have you played any orange wood? I have not. They're not from China. They're out of California.
0: I have not. I have not played them. No, this is awesome. I feel sorry for the legitimate brands in China that has to be rough. Yeah, because there are some there. Yeah, there are some.
1: Um, yeah, To so it's just like anything, like classifying a whole country or group of people for anything. Like, they're not all the same. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No, exactly right. Yeah, I was actually listening to a podcast about that the other day. Yeah. And it, they were talking about that, like, don't lump China yeah. into a lump because the government over there doesn't just like anywhere here or anywhere the government doesn't speak for every person there's probably amazing awesome super high quality mm-hmm. craftsman type folks over there we just never hear about them because the voice you know they don't they don't get to have the voice that they want to have so don't like just lump everybody into yeah. a group for no reason and
1: remember that
0: people are people it's people yeah yeah, yeah. Do you know how to install ratio tuners? I don't understand the two-piece barrels. They don't allow for shaft clearance. Ah, dude, I do not know. What brand is it? Um, that would be a, the question I would ask. I I don't know. Um, I've used GraphTech ones before, but I don't know what you're talking about about the. Oh, because they're a different. Each of them is a different diameter or a different gear diameter. I don't know.
1: I'm just glad you read that question, because I totally read, how do you install radio tuners?
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: And when you said ratio, I was like, wait, oh, it does say ratio. Thanks for the super chat, Adam.
0: Give a Chinese company enough money to produce something good, and they will deliver.
1: Spike said, don't use quad rail. Kramer used it, so, and he's the LOL, sorry, and embarrassed.
0: Nope. Not embarrassed at all, and thank you for the heads up on that. Because, yeah, I don't want to steal somebody else's name. The height of the peg. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Post a picture in Patreon, Adam, since you're on Patreon. Post a picture on Patreon and show show me what you're talking about. And uh, I'll get back to you awesome
1: don't lump it into a lump lump the lumpers i don't know what that means but it was just fun to read
0: well thanks everybody this has been super fun um i really appreciate everybody and i appreciate all the super chats and i appreciate everybody hitting the like button I <clears throat> you know we went off on a bunch of tangents and maybe some of it wasn't totally guitar related but um they get shorter to avoid string trees yeah, totally. And that's what I really Well, that's not I think ratio tuners, so you have staggered tuners that like a, a spurzel which is taller on the E and the A, a little bit shorter um on the D and the G, and then a little bit shorter on the B and the E, so that it goes like this, so you don't have to have string trees. Yes. I think what he's talking about though is variable ratio tuners. So have you ever felt um where have you ever been trying to tune a low e and like it you move it tiny tiny bit but it moves the string a lot versus the high e and you have to turn it a lot to move it a little it's because as the string gets thicker it winds around there differently and so you have like a different overall final drive ratio when you turn turn the keys so all the keys being 18 to 1 or 19 to 1 or whatever um, but but the strings are different sizes give you a different effective ratio so like graph tech has variable ratio tuners so each tuner is a little bit different to compensate for the thickness of the string it's a genius idea Um, they have them on martin guitars too i think Mark Hot says, buying an Epiphone allows you to play the favorite artist because the Gibson versions are thousands of dollars. Yeah, man. And you know, Mark, that's the thing. Play what you can play. And I do not fault anybody for spending tons of money on a guitar. I I see these memes about like, about like, why do people buy expensive guitars if they can't really play them or whatever like all oh, that's a bunch of baloney in my opinion like everything is just do what you want play what you can play and enjoy it you know
1: thanks mark For the yeah super chat.
0: thank you so much that's awesome awesome oh thanks for the lipstick reveal yeah man i'll uh, get those i'll get that thing out to you probably it'll probably ship monday so we are going to be in a different location next week so uh for next thursday so uh, next thursday we're going to talk about something i'm sure it's going to be awesome make sure that you go and check out the patreon if you are not a patreon member now is the time to make it worth it.
1: Because there is a lot of
0: Because there stuff is a there. lot of good yeah. stuff. And there's more coming. The end of this month, we are going to do some really, really fun stuff in the workshop. So just make sure that you're part of that. And even if you can only do the replay one, still, it's worth it, man. It's going to be super fun. And it's going to be like a four or five month long project series in the workshop class. So uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Plus this lawyer stuff is super cool. Plus I have some other stuff on tap that I'm hoping to release soon and maybe have some more like interview material on Patreon and stuff. So we have two this month, don't we?
1: I was just thinking that. So all that stuff is on there that we just talked about the behind the scenes extended like uncut video. And then you Mm -hmm. actually do two classes this month.
0: Yeah. So every time there's there's one
1: Sunday and there's one the next Sunday.
0: Is it this coming Sunday? Yes. Okay. So this coming Sunday, um, we are going to do is the fourth, uh, Sunday. Is fourth Sunday. We do it the fourth Sunday of every month. Yep. And we're going to do a live workshop and it is going to be the start of building a telly from not totally from scratch. Cause it's going to be a neck that I have and a body that I have, but they're not finished. They're not fitted there's nothing. I mean, there's totally nothing. So, um, and we're going to do all of that stuff. Some of the stuff's going to make it into YouTube videos that we can't do, you know, like during a class, um, over the next month, I have content mapped out for at least the next month. You have you guys, it's four times a week. It's crazy. We have so much stuff going right now. So, uh I hope you guys dig it. And I really hope you share it because that and like it and share it yeah and the, the fifth Sunday class. will be another one
1: Yep.
0: so we're gonna have two this month so if you sign up at that $45 tier for the live workshop this is the month to do it because you get two so it's the month and if you drop off for a while and you come back or whatever no hurt feelings so make sure you do that too yep. thanks so much everybody this has been super fun I appreciate it and uh, we will see you all tomorrow at noon when the What Mexican Strat video comes out at noon tomorrow.